Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things Podcast. I'm going to talk today about expectations. So I have this tendency of not asking for the things that I need when I need them. Um, and it's not a great quality. And, I'm, you know, I feel a little bit embarrassed and ashamed to say it, but it is what it is. And I was talking to my therapist recently and we were talking about a situation that had happened at work. And I was like saying it was it had made me really anxious. And basically the situation was I got wind that someone was going to maybe cause a little bit of a ruckus during a presentation that I was going to give. And I didn't know what to do with all of that energy. And I was um, kind of hiding behind the trope of like being a strong black woman. And I don't need anybody to show up for me. I got this. And really I felt like oh my gosh, what if I'm standing in front of these people and this person like pops off and I just stand up there like dumbfounded with nothing to say, mouth dry and stuck and frozen. And I had played the scenario in my head. Mind you, that has never happened to me. Like I've never gotten, you know, frozen or anything like that. But I was thinking through like, this is still a new environment. What am I going to do? And so I finally, I was talking to a friend, shout out to Victoria. Thanks for um, the support on this. But we were talking. And then as a result of that conversation, I was like, why don't I ask for what I need? Um, and I've talked about that before, but I hadn't really seen it come into play except for the, until this situation came up. So I sent an email to the team that I had been working with on a really big project that I was leading that and kind of compiling and bringing those things together. And so I said, my email was basically like, I'm going to take my own advice and ask for what I need. And then I proceeded to then ask what I need. And I said, my ask is that you show up for me. Like, if you see me floundering, if you see me struggle, like, can you chime in? If you see me look at you and point to you for like chiming in on this part, please be prepared to chime in. And when I say like everybody that I had emailed around looking for support immediately were like, oh my gosh, I love that you asked for what you need, number one. Number two, I've got your back. I'll be there ready to chime in and ready to help, you know, kind of have your back and defend you if something kind of gets in like a defensive stance. And I have no idea why I was so shocked that people would show up for me. Like, I know that I show up for people constantly. And sometimes if they ask or if they don't ask, I will still do it. And then I was talking to my therapist and she was like, I was talking to her about the situation and she was like, what is that about? She's like, why haven't you asked for help? And I was like, it's this thing. Like I'm not supposed to need help. Black women are supposed to be the helpers, not the ones who receive help, which, you know, literally when you think about it, it's an asinine thought yet here we are. And I'm thinking it. And she was like, what has brought you to a point to have so such low expectations of people? And I was like, first of all, that's you right. Um, I do. And then we talked to sus through that a little bit. And I was like, I feel like I've been let down just enough times or an ex expectation that I didn't think was a high expectation hadn't been met. And so there goes the trust of expecting people to show up for me. So then I just don't, I just like grind to show up for myself or like you certainly have like the ride or die for sure people that you know are going to show up for you there um as my friend joy says they're trained to go ttg um but i realized how um i guess much i had fallen into this trap of having low expectations 
slash no expectations for people based on past experiences. So I learned a few things about myself in that conversation and kind of thinking about it afterward. I realizing, realized that I was judging people before I gave them an opportunity to show up for me. I was putting all this energy into like, they're not going to show up for me, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I hadn't asked for what I need. I was expecting people to read my mind. And we all do this. It's not just me. Um, we expect people to read our mind without using our words. And words mean things uh, per last week's episode. So uh, shout out to me for finally starting to realize that. Um, I also realized that I had written them off and they didn't even know it. So I'm walking around with a chip on my shoulder, you know, fast forwarding to like they let me down. And the thing hasn't even happened. I'm just prepared to be let down again because my expectations are so low for people in general. Um, and I'm holding people hostage to things that have happened in my past. And that's not fair. How can I expect people to have an opportunity to show up for me if I don't communicate and say, this is what I need? And it felt when I, I remember writing the email and before I sent it, I read it like three or four times again, number one for grammar and number two, because it felt really vulnerable. Like um, Brene Brown talks about having like vulnerability hangovers. And I definitely had this hangover of like, oh my gosh, I sent this. I hope that people will respond because again, low expectations. And then I didn't look at my email for a few hours because I sent it like in the evening. And then when I chimed back in, everybody that I had sent the message to had responded in a, a, an affirmative, supportive way. And then I could finally relax. But it felt so vulnerable to ask for something simple. I wasn't asking for money or a kidney. I was saying, hey, colleague, that we're moving towards the same goal. Can you show up for me? And this is how that I'd envisioned that looking. So I had to lay it. I laid it out in a way that was, you know, very authentic to me and they responded and they showed up. Um, so that, that, that presentation that I had, first of all, I was surprised myself because I tore that bad boy up. So again, shout out to me. Cause sometimes we have to give a shout out to ourselves that it was good. And I was clear and transparent and I had my notes and I realized I didn't even need my notes because I had taken such, um, time and energy and effort to write everything down like meticulously that I realized I knew all this stuff. I didn't need the notes. Um, and then I think I chimed, asked like for the team that I had emailed for support. I think I asked one time for them to chime in and they did. And it was great. And so it certainly restored some faith in like humanity, if you will, or colleagues that I'm still getting to know that, if I ask for things, they will show up. Um, so it was a, a reminder that people will show up for you. And sometimes you have to ask because some people like, especially as you work in, in new environments, even the same environments, people won't know. And I don't always have to be like this strong person that has it all together and doesn't need help or doesn't want help. I can ask for help and I, I don't lose any credibility. I don't lose anything for doing that. In fact, my, my CEO was like, thank you so much for writing that. Like that was truly like a great example of asking for support because we don't do that as a team. And it was great to have you role model that. So thank you. And I was like, wow, well, you're welcome. And I realized, and I told her, I was like, I realized I had created this story in my head around what was going to happen. And I had the ability to disrupt that narrative in my head. Um, 
and actually ask and see what happened as a result. So um, now, am I always going to be able to disrupt that type of thinking? Probably not always, um, but it would certainly behoove me. And I would challenge you to take pause in those situations where we've made up and created this whole story and this narrative about what we think about people and how they're going to show up or not show up for us. Um, and stop putting ourselves and other people through unnecessary games um, that we have played out in the, in the scenario in our head. So that was a huge lesson for me around like I had projected all of these low expectations that I have for people. And when I asked, people showed up. So give people an opportunity to show up and really consider like, so if you're a person who has low expectations around you, not everybody is going to like fall below those expectations. Some people will surprise you and they will be there to show up and show out, if you will. So that's that on that. I don't have a long episode this week, so um, I have a few more things. Um, another thing that I had experienced with, um, and this is not necessarily low expectations, but I have, um, and this feels like super vulnerable to say, but I've been telling people now that I've done the first one, um, I'm taking swimming lessons. And when I was younger, I definitely took swimming lessons, but I didn't feel like I learned anything. And there was never really an opportunity to, to practice because I wasn't around a pool ever, really. And so now at the ripe age that I'm about to turn, I am taking swimming lessons and I have saved, um, I saved up to find like uh, a program that could accommodate my work schedule and that I could actually do private lessons because I didn't necessarily need or want other people to see me like flailing around. Um, and really I don't flail around. I'm fine getting in the water, getting my head wet, wet, putting my face in, blowing bubbles, which seems to be like a significant barrier for for folks, as I was talking to my swim instructor and she's like, oh my gosh, you're past like the biggest hurdle that I usually run into with like, um, adult swimmers. And I was like, well, great. Now these are the like four things I want to learn. And she's like, great, we can do that easily. And I was like, whew. Um, but that's a, a, a big thing for me. And I am so proud of myself to, for learning to do it. And the next time I go to um, the reunion or my Tachi retreat or anything like that, I will be able to like actually get in the pool and shuffle around and get off of hanging on the wall and look, actually get in the water. Because this past time I didn't get in the water because I was like, I don't need to be hanging on the wall the whole time. But now I, I'm excited to challenge myself and go for a goal and actually achieve that goal. So if you are a person who hasn't um, learned how to swim or you, you learned kind of, but you forgot, save up and take the swim lessons. Um, so shout out to the folks who have been supportive and encouraging. Uh, it is the first class was great. I'm looking forward to the next three classes. Um, so there's that. All right. So um, I don't have any new recommendations for this week for books or podcasts. I'm in the, the starting of a book, but I don't want to talk about it until I feel like I have enough kind of like oomph behind me to, to say good stuff about it because I like it so far. But um, I did want to briefly talk about one episode. I don't know that I would recommend it, but it was just interesting to listen to. It's from The Daily, which I think is a New York Times um, hosted podcast. Um, and they did an episode as called why Uber still can't make a profit. And it was actually really interesting to hear about a company who, um, their product is interesting. Like they don't have like a, like a physical product, 
but they have like a technique and a technology. And it's weird that they're not making a profit, but they're everywhere. Like Uber's literally everywhere in so many countries and so many cities. And people are certainly making money and people have, um, venture capitalists have invested. So it's just interesting to hear that story. And I'm like, how y'all been around this long and you can't make a profit? I don't, I don't fully understand that, but it was just interesting to listen to. Um, and Uber is headquartered in the Bay Area. So that, there's that. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to just do a quick shout out to, uh, like they're going to listen to this, but that's fine. Naomi Osaka and Coco Goff. Um, so they are both tennis players in like the pro circuit of tennis and Naomi Osaka, uh, they were in some sort of U S open recently in the last week or so. And, uh, Naomi Osaka won and she is, um, so she is Japanese and of Haitian descent. And Coco is, um, basically a black young woman from, I think Georgia or Florida. I can't remember, but it was just beautiful to see the two of them connect on the, the court. Naomi won the U.S. Open match against Coco. And, but really she stepped in and kind of played this kind of mentoring role and was like, you did great. Do you want to do the interview with me? Like, I, basically, I know you're emotional, but like, we have to stick in this thing together. And it was just such a positive um, thing to see two young women who are competing against each other. Um, actually have one show up for the other and the, the young lady who didn't win Coco to actually be like, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Even like amidst all of her emotions. So just wanted to shout out like some black girl magic there that, um, we are continuing to take over the sport of tennis, uh, following Venus and Serena and now Naomi and Coco, they're certainly paving the way. And I think it's a great story to tell and to talk about and to see um, that even though they're in this competitive space, they can still find ways to support each other um, as black women. So there's that on that. I think that's all that I have for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And again, if you're listening, you know where to find the show, but it's on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. There's a bunch of others. But again, if you're listening, you found it. You can interact with me on Facebook or the Instagram under Two Quick Things. Um, if you have questions or you want to comment, feel free to slide in my DMs. Um, as usual, if you want to uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be cool. Um, if not, keep listening and share it with your friends. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.